Welcome to Coaches on a Mission. This is the podcast to listen to if you're a values-driven coach and you want a simple way to build sustainable success in your business. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and today we're going to talk about marketing. Listen, I believe that marketing should never leave a bad taste in your mouth, and my guest, she totally agrees. She's also really clear that she doesn't want to spend all of her time marketing instead of actually coaching. So during this episode, we began creating a marketing plan designed to help her leverage what's already working in her business and eliminate a lot of the extras. Let me introduce you to Christina Smith. Christina helps women build authentic confidence so they can finally like themselves. And she feels like she's done an excellent job of mastering the list-building habits we teach inside the hive. So now it's time to decide what, if anything else, to layer in next. Maybe it's a podcast. Maybe it's more free workshops. Maybe it's a YouTube channel. Whatever it is, Christina wants to experience more lead generation and a deeper connection with her audience. So we do come up with at least the start of a plan for her, and I can't wait to dive into the episode so you can learn what it is. Let's get going. Hi, Christina. Welcome to Coaches on a Mission. Hi, Dallas. Thanks for having me. Of course. So I know we have a lot to cover today. Before we start, I'd love to just get a feel. This feels like a loaded question because it's actually part of what we're going to coach on, but <laughs> where are you at right now in your business? How are things going inside of the hive? Give us a high level state of the union today. Yeah. So I've been a coach for about seven years now. And about a little over a year ago, I joined the Hive. And it was really great because I was doing so many things that I was making myself a little bit crazy. I was running all these events and they weren't bringing me what I wanted. So I really hooked on to what you were saying about habits. And I was like, well, I want those habits. I want those Mm -hmm. really good habits. And I think over the last year, I have like all the things getting done. I guess there's a part of me that's just, I've done the things and now I'm sitting here going, what's next? What am I supposed to do? How do I fix certain things? And how do I, and what am I supposed to be measuring so that I know what to fix and all of those things. And I really want to finally pull myself back. You've been trying to pull me back for a year of like doing all these crazy things. And now I want to really stop doing all the extra events and all the extra stuff that I do for free because it's really not as effective as some of the other things that you've been sharing with me and that I've been doing. So got it. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Here's what I understand. You have shifted from doing all of the things to focusing on habits. And now Mm -hmm. you're at this place where it's like, all right, I have the habits in place. How do I know which ones to lean into harder, which ones to let go of? What if anything else to add so that you can grow your business and take things to the next level? Yes, correct. Okay, great. Could you tell our (laughs) listeners a little bit about who you help and how? And then we will... It's like we want to do a little assessment of where you're at right now and identify the next steps for your business. Perfect. Yeah. So I help women who want to build authentic confidence, finally like themselves so that they can feel good in their skin and more connected in their relationships. What was the next question? (laughs) question? Because I feel like your dream client power statement has had this 
evolution over the year. And what you just shared is very clear. There's no extra, right? There's no filler in that. I completely understand who you help. So that's really fun for me to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been, it's been many versions. And so it took a while to really refine it. (laughs) All right. So let's take a look at assessing your business and identifying next steps. I kind of want to start by doing it backward and then we'll go into assessing. So let's fast forward six months, 12 months from now. And when you show up to work on your business, you're completely lit up and clear. Mm. Okay. What needs to happen in order for you to feel lit up and clear? I'm financially non-stressed right now, but that's not quite enough, right? I want to yeah, be that's not a goal. To, yeah, <laughs> like satisfied is not really. Yeah, so I want to make a little bit more money, mm-hmm. a bit more money. I would like it so that mo- like at least half of my time was actually coaching and doing less marketing. So I'd love to have somebody to help me by next year. Okay. So they can take on a lot of that stuff. And I think, I don't know, I think there's a hesitation there for me. I can feel like an inner conflict when that comes up. Yeah. And that just said, I would be really clear about how and when I was going to run things. And so there's a part of me that's also coming up and going, does any business owner really know what it's going to look like in five or 10 years? Like we can have goals, but then don't things kind of, we have to pivot and shift. (laughs) Yes. I think that's where I also have some resistance to wondering about three years down the road, 10 years down the road, because I've been in business long enough to know that I don't know anything right now in order to accurately project what three years is going to look like. And yet, if we don't do that... We just get stuck in the status quo and stuck in the day-to-day doing of our business Mm -hmm. rather than impacting our business and therefore the larger world. So what I can tell you is I've used this analogy before. If you can imagine walking into a school, okay, and so there's like a, I'm picturing my elementary school, North Bellingham Elementary, and the main entrance, it opens up into a large hall, and there are entrances to classrooms all down the hall, right? So I know that the art room is room 103. So I start walking toward room 103, and with that intention in mind, I start moving forward. And on my way there, I see room 101, and that's the music room. And it's only by arriving at the music room on my way to the art room that I realize what I really want is to play some music. So we set those larger goals, not because we can predict the future, but because they lead us to inspired action. I've let myself completely off the hook of making my three-year vision come true. It's kind of not the point. Yes. So I'm still in the process of letting those ideas go that I can't like plan exactly. Right. And these are things that I talk to my clients about too. So I think it's really (laughs) hysterical how sometimes we have the same issues that we're coaching on that they just show up and I'm like, right, right. I would say, we'll celebrate where you are now. And, you know, you get to redream as often as you like and change your mind. So yeah. yeah. So I'm getting used to changing my mind. Yep. 
All right. So let's celebrate where you are right now. I'm going to put, turn your advice on to you. Yeah. Celebrate. If you were to celebrate where you are right now in your business, what do you want to acknowledge yourself for? Yeah, I have three really amazing power groups, which are running and people after they have to sign up for six months. And then after that, they can re-sign month to month, something mm-hmm. you taught me. And that has made it easier because a lot of them don't drop off. So a lot of them just keep staying, which is really, really great. And the group atmosphere is beautiful. Let me see. I have some notes here. Again, there's no financial pressure now because of the three power groups, they alone can pay for all my things, which is really nice. I cut down on classes, so I'm not always crazy and trying to market the next thing. And that really has cleared up a lot of space, which is probably why I'm sitting here every day going, what is going on? What am I supposed to do next? And my open rate on my emails is over 40%. So they are opening them. The struggle with that is they're not clicking. So my click rate is like 1%. So that's not Mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know that that grade is like 3%. It's not supposed to be really high. three times where I am, Dallas. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's hilarious. All right. Perspective (laughs) shift for me. Great. Well, congratulations on your power groups. I love that format. They're fantastic. So awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you shared that six to 12 months from now, it would be awesome if you had more revenue coming in. So we get past, now we get to dream past, oh, okay, I can pay for all of the things. So that what comes next? And then the other piece was you want half of your time spent coaching. And you mentioned hiring someone. And then I also think another piece on that is ensuring that if you're only spending half of your time marketing, what marketing steps are going to have the biggest return on your investment of time? I think I have like a lot of the habits done. So I'm emailing my lists consistently. I'm posting on social media consistently. I think the drawback there is that because I was so used to doing so many things, I didn't put as much thought, creativity, ideas, Mm -hmm. stance, all of that stuff into it. So Mm -hmm. that's something else that I want to explore that maybe I just need to go deeper and more quality. Right. Right. Okay. So it's such a fun place to be in your business when you have habits down. So a lot of Hive members think that I am anti-summits, anti-five-day challenges, like anti-big list-building events, and that's not completely accurate. I just believe that we have to have these solid habits in place before taking on these next-level initiatives. So I'm hearing you say that you feel like you may be ready for some sort of next-level initiative because your habits are in place. Is that accurate? I think so. Yeah, exactly. Okay, great. Got it. Okay. I feel pretty clear about where you're at and where we want to take things. How can I best support you (laughs) in our conversation today? So I am taking a month to rest and dream in July. And then August, I want to do like cleanup because of all the things I did in the past where it's really messy on the website. I just want to have the funnel. I I hate to say the word funnel, but really the funnels all kind of cleaned up because there's so much stuff out there. And then I would love to be able to know like, what is the thing that I can do? Because I need to list build. I know this. 
So how can I list build more effectively? How can I get my marketing out there more? Yeah, all of those things. Like I'm I'm at the point where I'm not like I need cl- more clients right this second, you know, in yeah. in that desperation. So it's like I understand this is a long game, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I'm giving myself the space to make it a long game. I just like to yeah. know that there's something tangible that I'm going to be able to work towards, I guess. Got it. So July, so just for our listeners, we're it's June 18th when Christina and I are recording this. This episode will likely drop when you're on your month off to dream. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So July is about dreaming and visioning. Then you're going to move into August where you're just going to take the time to clean house so that mm-hmm. when you implement this next level plan, there's no confusion for you as well as your audience. So then moving into September, September through the end of this year, there's no pressure to bring on clients right away. And you would love to play the long game, but know as you're playing the long game that it's that it's taking you somewhere and that it's working. So no matter what we come up with today, let's make sure we attach tangible success metrics to those actions so that you can course Beautiful. correct along the way. Okay, great. So imagine it's September and you've got a marketing plan in place that lights you up. What do you want that to look like? A marketing plan that, well, I want it to look like a lot more leads coming in. Mm -hmm. Are we talking about the actions to get there or the results from it? Whatever comes forward for you. Okay. Yeah. So I would definitely like to increase my leads. I know Mm -hmm. that you say a couple thousand before you actually like do a big course launch or anything like that. And I do have courses that I want to launch, but they haven't launched brilliantly because of my list not being quite that big. And so, yeah, I want a lot more engagement is really what I would really love is a lot more engagement with great clients and possible clients. Yeah. Great. I love that you said that. And here's the thing that I'm learning about engagement. We all say we want more engagement and yes, I prefer better quality engagement, Mm -hmm. right? And then there's less pressure on needing more. You know, I look at my new Instagram account and we're getting close to 5,000 followers now. But we get one or two leads a week of people Mm. applying for the Hive. There was a message this morning, and it's just, it's messages like this that light me up because I'm like, haha, my evil plan is working. But (laughs) (laughs) the message this morning was, question, what is the Hive and who is it for? And in my mind, I'm like, it's exactly for you. All right, here we go. (laughs) Right? So let's reframe. Yes, more, but more quality. Right. And quality just means like people are asking questions and there's actually comments instead of the fire emoji, right? There's like a deepening (laughs) of connection. Okay, great. So tell me what you're doing right now. Let's look at leads and then we'll look at engagement. What Mm -hmm. is the plan right now, Christina, around lead gen for you? Well, I created some quizzes because those are always very popular, right? 
And they brought in a bunch of leads. I even did a couple Facebook ads on it, which I know you're not a big fan of, but it did Mm -hmm. bring in leads. It brought, of course, the unsubscribe rate just slightly higher than it normally is. But with the amount of leads that I retained and that they're actually opening my emails, that seemed not like such a bad hit. I didn't mind that so much. So the quizzes have been going really well. And then they stay on my list. Events, like I did do a couple of events this month just because Mm -hmm. I wanted to finish up before I started dreaming and re-envisioning, right? And they don't go as well. So these live free events, nobody wants a free event anymore. I don't think it's either a podcast or they want to pay for something so that they feel like they're getting value out of it. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like what I offer is really valuable, but they devalue it by seeing that, oh, I'm just offering it for free. So I want to relax on the events and really focus on giving quality content that they can engage with that if I send them an email, they'll email me back. Yep. Got it. Okay. And so are you open to events if you're charging for them? I am. And they tend to be a lot of marketing work. So, I mean, I'm open to them if they're like maybe once quarterly or if they were Mm -hmm. done like within a membership is what I was thinking maybe next year is Uh that they would pay a minimal subscription amount so that at least I'm getting paid for the time and the energy that I'm putting into them. I also am thinking about your audience and you're helping women finally like themselves, right? So by charging, you're giving them a very simple action they can take to express self-love, to express investing in themselves, Mm -hmm. where offering a free event doesn't give them that same opportunity. Right. And then they don't show up because they're like, oh, would I rather sit on the couch and eat cookies or talk about (laughs) self-love? I know, right? Totally. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't paid anything for it, so I'll see if I'll I'll catch the recording, right? (laughs) Okay. So what I heard you say was running ads. So here's where my mind is going. Let's look at what we can have on Evergreen or on autopilot to create more space for you to create a a different platform for yourself, such as a podcast or a YouTube channel or going live religiously on Instagram. We can talk about that in a minute. So Mm -hmm. is it accurate that running, even if it's a small ads budget to your quiz has been fruitful for you? Is that something you'd like to continue doing? Um, Yeah, I think I'll be adding a little bit each month just to get it out there. Yep. And it seems to be, it's the best ad I've ever run. (laughs) It's the most successful, so. Great. Okay. Let's put that at the top of your list. The work's already been done. Now it's just Mm -hmm. about monitoring your results because eventually with ads, the audience can get a little saturated and then you need to change up the creative. Yeah. But if that's bringing in leads, let's keep doing that. Okay. How often are you promoting your quiz organically? So I have traded with a couple of coaches in the hive for uh-huh. exchanges to get to other audiences. So that's been helpful. I also have my own group of coaches that I know yeah. personally that we've been exchanging and I record podcasts for other people right now. So when I'm on there, I usually, I have 
two or three quizzes that do really well, actually. So Mm -hmm. depending on the podcast that I'm on, I was on a relationship one yesterday. So I did the relationship quiz. So there are some ways that I'm getting out there just you know, Dallas, it just never goes as fast as I want it to. <laughs> Especially with list building, because there are always more people to add to the list. So it just never, it's just not as satisfying as it feels like it should be. I'm so with you there. So step one, if you have a carousel post that performs well, Put a little bit of money around it, and the goal is for people to check out your profile and start following you. Okay. Do you have any questions about that before we look at the next step? I have one, is that right now my Instagram isn't doing so well, so I don't get a whole Mm. lot of views on the Instagram in the first place, but my Mm -hmm. Facebook group tends to be more engaging. And I really Mm -hmm. love your strategy of picking one. (laughs) And I really want to do that. And I love it to be Instagram. But right now I I have a fear because so a lot of the people who follow me are not businesses or coaches. They are people who have private accounts. And so I can't really tell. I mean, unless they're like a man that doesn't look like they would be interested. I can't really tell if they are one of my clients or not. Got it. Okay. So when you're running ads right now, you're running ads on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Great. So you can, the same strategy applies. So let's keep you on the platform that's converting for you. Okay. And here's something that I think is challenging and exciting. So for me, I can look at someone's profile and it will, if you're a coach, Nine times out of 10, it'll say coach or it'll say something like live your best life or transform your fears, like a a very clear indication. If you help women love themselves more, no one's going to have on their profile, I don't love myself, (laughs) right? Right. Not on their Instagram life. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) But in a lot of ways, Christina, it's safe to assume that most women could stand to love, we could all stand to love ourselves a little bit more, right? So we can't tell if anyone is your dream client and it's very safe to assume that everyone is your dream client given the work that you do. All right. So let's lean into that assumption. Okay. Because I heard you say that your Facebook group is the thing that converts. So how do we get more people? I don't know that it converts. They engage there. I'm not... Yeah, I guess they do. Some of my leads have come through there or they've gotten to know me through there, even though they were invited by a friend. Right, right. So there's like gets a little gray, right? When Mm -hmm. you're creating an online gathering place, this is the case with my podcast. I actually don't have A plus B equals C data on like how many leads the podcast generates. But what I can tell you is people who apply for the Hive, they 99% of the time have binged episodes Mm -hmm. and they share that with me. So if you're getting a lot of engagement in your Facebook group, what we can look at is how can you convert that engagement into more leads? And that's just with clearer calls to action. Okay. I'm just trying to look at where can we leverage what's working for you on social to easily build your list. And I heard you say that ads were working. So then it just gets me thinking about how can we take that further and move people into more engagement with you. So let me walk you through what we do on Instagram and then we'll translate it. 
Okay. Okay. So we we boost up carousel posts. We put about twenty, not a lot of money, twenty five dollars a week behind it. Anyone who follows me for the next two weeks, we engage with their content, right? So, and then within that two week window, either at the end of two weeks, regardless, or when the engagement feels ripest, we send them a DM. Hey, Christina, I just want to check in. Have you taken the superpower quiz yet? Hmm. If not, I can send you the link. And people either ignore us, say no thank you, or say yes, thank you so much. Please send me the link. So we're moving people from being an IG follower to getting on my mailing list. So now we have two ways to communicate with them and to move them up that awareness ladder into becoming clients. So with that plan, how would that translate? First of all, does it sound exciting to translate that plan to a method that would work for you? Yes. Yes. I mean, there's, you know, that part of me that doesn't want to hear the rejection of no, I don't want you to bother me. (laughs) And that can be easily put to the side because of a sales don't know job you. I had once. Yeah. yeah. And I had a sales job once that was just like, you heard a lot of no's. One out of 10 though would buy. <laughs> the most common and most dangerous question other coaches ask me is this, what more should I be doing? This question, it keeps you stuck scrambling every month to find more clients, throwing a launch together at the very last minute, or just trying to put together some semblance of a business strategy from all the free stuff you can find online. So instead of asking, what more should I be doing? The real question here is, how can I do less? Or where can I go deeper? These are the questions we'll tackle inside a brand new class for coaches called The Coach Class. So if you're tired of winging it, second-guessing yourself at every turn, or working way too hard to keep your business running, The Coach Class could just change your life. Go to watchthecoachclass.com right now to grab your free spot inside this special webinar. You know, there is an easier path to six figures, and The Coach Class will show it to you. Registration is open this week, so again, Again, the URL is watchthecoachclass.com. I will see you over there. So how are we going to translate that? You have a quiz ad that's converting. So how do we mm-hmm. leverage that on Facebook to drive more engagement in your Facebook group and subscribers to your list? How would you translate that? Well, they go automatically on, on my list if they go through the quiz. That- so a lot of them have filled it out. So I would say that a lot of my Facebook group is probably on my list, at least the ones who would really deign to work with me, right? That, that actually want to do something about their confidence and their self-love. Mm-hmm. That Great. they're probably already on my list. So yeah, I'm not sure how that translates since they're already yeah. there. Here's my idea. What if you mm-hmm. used the Facebook group mm-hmm. almost like almost client surge style where you ask members and it has to be very specific and actionable. So happy Tuesday. Stop what you're doing and think of one woman in your life who wants, who needs, who could. Mm. And then you're going to insert the results of your quiz. Copy and paste this link and DM it to them. The results of the quiz or the... So I don't mean the quiz results. I mean the benefit oh. rather. Oh, right? I see. 
Okay. So you mentioned the relationship podcast. What mm-hmm. if I take that quiz, what am I going to gain or learn? Yeah, yeah. You're going to understand more about your relationship archetype. <laughs> Great. So, all right, Facebook group members, think about one friend you adore who would love to know more about their relationship archetype. Copy this link and DM it to them now. Then come back here and let me know how it goes. You can, they, they're engaged. They are connected to you. You can leverage that to bring more wonderful people like this into your Facebook group and onto your list. Beautiful. Great. I never thought about client surging a freebie through uh, the group. That's awesome. Yeah, a lead magnet. You could also do it with your quiz as part of the nurture sequence with the quiz. Like if this was helpful, take this link and send it to a friend. So, so far we're running ads because they're already working. Hive members who are listening, I want to be really clear. I Ads are working for Christina. She has habits in place. So her business is at a smart place if you're going to run ads to start doing it. So I can just feel them being like, wait, <laughs> wait, I thought Dallas was going to You don't teach that? <laughs> <laughs> this is custom feedback for you. <laughs> How would you feel about letting your Instagram account go? Hmm. I guess there was this part of me that's like, but isn't everybody going to Instagram? But it doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm also wondering what if I just made my Instagram account like more personal and fun, like still can talk about confidence and self-love, but from like a really, because right now I feel like it's very commercial. My Instagram account, there's lots of quotes and yada, yada, and not a lot of like reels. I did do a week of lives, but they went all right. (laughs) Yeah. How would I feel about letting it go? There's a part of me that's like, I would love the freedom of not doing it, right? And then mm-hmm. there's a part of me that's like, but what if I need that? Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, I get it. And the only reason I asked, it wasn't a suggestion, but I heard you say, number one, I want to spend half of my time on marketing. Number two, Instagram isn't converting. So even if it's true that everyone is going to Instagram, right? If it isn't converting for you and Facebook is, then it doesn't really matter. What if instead of letting the platform go, you let go of, and this is just reframing what you already shared, you mm-hmm. let go of the way you are showing up on the platform. So it mm-hmm. becomes a place of true engagement for you. That would be more fun mm-hmm. than forcing posts just because I think I'm supposed to. Totally. So do you enjoy engaging inside of your Facebook group? I do. You do? Okay. Yeah. You can treat your Instagram account exactly the same way you treat and relate to your Facebook group. You could really look at Instagram as a community you have created rather than this place that you post and hope the algorithm likes you. Yeah. that It seems strange that I never thought about it that way because, I mean... What are general people going to do is they're just going to scroll by, right? If they don't, they're not, they're not interested. So it's not like they're, yeah, I don't know why I haven't thought of that. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I know that I'm just a bit more personal in my Facebook group. So mm-hmm. why can't I do that on Instagram? It would tick the mm-hmm. box, the engagement box. You're looking for deeper and more engagement. 
People will in, engage much more to a personal story about your relationship archetype than they will a, a quote card about relationships. Yeah, yeah, or just a nice little shiny picture uh-huh. for the, you know, promo or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I'm thinking. Would you be willing in September and October, we'll give it 60 days to take whatever you're doing in the Facebook group and replicate it on Instagram? Same posts, same everything. Mm -hmm. You can also take the lives you do in the group and repurpose them as IG videos. Mm. Okay. And so my thinking behind this is, let's see how, if at all, your relationship to Instagram shifts. Because strategically, I do agree with you. Like, Facebook is not going to get more popular. Yeah, I don't think so. Right? So finding the next home base, I think, is wise. But not if you relate to it as a pain in the ass where you're, like, posting promos all the time. So could we, as a a two-month experiment... Just relate to Instagram as a community you have built in the exact same way you relate to your Facebook group. And let's see how that shifts your energy, but also how that shifts your results. Okay. And then you can apply the last half of that strategy I shared, which is every new follower, engage with their content for a week or two, and then DM them. Because they're all private. Oh, they're all so private. I do follow some of them just I like because we talked about this in the group, like, hey, test it. And I was yep. like, okay, let me just test it and see what happens. And they do respond back. So of the people who accepted the friend, their posts are from like last year. So it feels like <laughs> a little creepy <laughs> to be like, oh, isn't that awesome? Like eight months later. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it sounds like what we'll have to integrate into your Instagram strategy is once a week, a very a post and in your stories, a very clear call to action to go and join your Facebook group. Because what I the story I'm making up based on what you've shared is these are women who like their privacy. The engagement in the Facebook group is high because you've cultivated a private, safe space for them. The Facebook group may move to another platform at some point down the road, but for now it's working really well for you. So you can use Instagram to drive people into your community. And you're not able to DM them, right, because their accounts are private. But you can more explicitly drive a call to action to the Facebook group. So I'm Mm -hmm. just thinking about one of the lives from the Facebook group that you repurpose on Instagram, right? The call to action on that was, this is pulled directly from our safe community on Facebook. Here's what it's called. If you'd Mm -hmm. like an invitation DM me, or if you'd like an invitation, go to the link in my bio. So we're just almost yeah. every post, you're you're not hiding the fact that you're repurposing, you're leaning into it. Like, look at what's happening inside of this incredible community. Come over and join us. Yeah, that sounds good. Because at first, when I heard your strategy, I was like, oh, this is so depressing that all these people are private. But I'm like, private. of course they are, because they need me. They're not confident yes. enough to make their... <laughs> to publish their account, you know, publicly or whatever. So they they need me. (laughs) So I tried to turn that on myself. I was like, obviously they need you. (laughs) Yeah. 
Totally. And it makes sense that they may actually be on Instagram a lot. They're scrolling and watching, right? More than like, that's how they participate. So you have to be more explicit in your call to action. And let's make that call to action, the community more than promoting these free one-off events that people don't see value in. That makes sense because if they're okay. in the group, then they get those promos every once in a while yeah. of the stuff and they will either take it or they won't. Yeah. But they're probably not going to do it right from a cold call there and in, in Instagram anyway. Yep. Okay. So Beautiful. those look like, so we've refined that funnel a little bit. Let's talk mm-hmm. about what you're going to add in here. I saw you light up when I talked about a podcast. Or you mm, well, it was on my list. <laughs> no. I did a podcast several years ago when it cost a lot more money to do podcasts because you had to like pay for one here and pay for one there if you wanted it like mm-hmm. on all the channels. And now I know that there's like easier ways to do that. So and there's you can even do like a YouTube and a podcast kind of at the same time. So mm-hmm. yeah, let's talk about it. What does yeah? What does it look like? So. We're getting meta here, everybody, because you're listening to my podcast. I'm going to be talking about my podcast. But I drug my feet for a very long time because I just thought, how how on earth am I going to have new things to say on my podcast? Am I not already saying all of the things? It just felt like a I did not foresee the value. But I found a lazy way... (laughs) to create a high-value podcast, and that is through coaching people. I don't have to do any prep, <clears throat> right? You show up. I'm like, hey, okay, so what, are we, what do you want to talk about? I feel really clear. Let's do this. There's work to do in post, right? But I do not have to do any prep. And our listeners right now, they're getting a very clear example of what it's like to be coached by me. They're hearing it happen. Now, I don't know how this would translate for your audience because their Instagram accounts are private. They don't want to be necessarily coached on a podcast. But is there a way that you could bottle up what you're already doing and use it for Mm. a, a valuable podcast? Yes. So I have all of my coaching calls from last year saved to my hard drive. My hard drive is like keeling over for it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was going to take my favorite group. Yes, I know I'm saying it on the podcast that they're one of my groups is my favorite group, but they're like perfectly, as I've looked in the last year, they're perfectly aligned with exactly like these, these are my peeps. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm going to have those all transcribed so that I can go through and grab all the points out of them like all the really important stances and the important coaching points. And I do think that there's a few of my clients that have been in my group now for about a year that they would be happy to talk about their experience and what they worked through and how they did that. Mm -hmm. I don't know that there's many people that are in the current, like in here, like where I'm unclear. I don't know that they would be ready to record something before they were clear and they were past the thing. Yes. Right. That's Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can actually, podcasts can have a pretty high level of anonymity, right? Because it, it is just audio and people can mm-hmm. use a pseudonym. And okay. So, what I heard you say was you could take 
coaching recordings and use those to spark content for the podcast. Mm -hmm. This could be your whole content plan. So how does this sound? You have the transcript, you edit the transcript so that that becomes the basically the thing you read for the podcast episode. It's mm. already very well written. So you could take the different sections of that script for your captions for your social posts. Mm. You make it so easy. Because <laughs> it's already well written, right? Yeah. I mean, I could even take some of the audio because there's times where I'm just doing a teaching thing where I could really just even take the audio right from the coaching call because there's nobody else talking right. um, during that time. So yep. that I could even take a clip, which is why I want to have it transcribed. I just don't want to watch over a hundred hours of coaching videos. <laughs> completely, completely. So on the weeks where it's like a behind the scenes, you could call it, and the intro is, I'm going to take you behind the scenes of one of my power groups today. The client will call her Wilma. Here's the question Wilma asked, and it sparked this really valuable lesson about mm -hmm. how to lean into your relationship archetype in order to deepen your connection with your partner. Here it is. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah, that's a great idea. And so then th how that gets repurposed on social is the intro is written, right? The steps are even outlined. And then go listen to episode 12 of my podcast to hear this lesson in action. Mm. Beautiful. That makes it very so, easy. Yeah. And now it's not, I'm trying to just hold on to your intention of spending half of your time marketing instead of all of your time marketing. <laughs> so you're not creating a podcast in its own little silo over here, plus from scratch, creating content for your email list and all of these other pieces, the podcast then informs all of your content for the week. Right. Because then there's one topic or one nurture theme yep. that I'm talking about basically. And it all kind of, yeah, because I've been planning by nurture themes because it makes it a little easier for me to break out mm -hmm. the content. And I could definitely... I mean, I could just take the previous month's coaching stuff, right? And then pull that forward to the next month to record stuff for. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. for me, so is this feeling exciting? I'm in love with it this. Is. Oh, <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. I have to remember that I'm also letting go of a lot of things too. So in good ways, like all the right. all the busyness. So like I don't need any more freebies because my quizzes do a great job. Yep. And so I'm giving myself permission just to focus on this. And what feels really good about it is that it feels more real life than mm. some of the social media and stuff that I have been doing. It feels less forced if it's really, it's about really showing that I, I live and I coach the way that I say I do. Yeah. Yeah. So it does feel a lot more aligned, I guess. It's really mm -hmm. the word mm -hmm. that I'm coming up with. Yeah. For me, the word that came up was also yes, aligned, but also amplified. It's like, I'm going to do mm -hmm. one thing really well and then use it everywhere that it's it working. Byproducts everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a thing I really learned about podcasting is the importance of having a skilled 
podcast editor and produ- I'm saying producer, but that's not quite accurate. But hiring a solid service to do the editing and the publishing because that okay. is can eat up a lot of time. It's annoying. I don't want to do any of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I have worked with three different podcast services, if you will, before I finally found Resonant Recordings. So it's resonantrecordings.com. And these other services were fine. And then I started working with Resonant and I was like, oh, oh, wait, you have a, a flow here. You have a system. It just felt super legit. And I've never looked back. So there's a commercial for Resonant Recordings. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, so I would just encourage you to put some money there. And it's not too expensive, considering that now this is your home base for all of your marketing. Right. The time you will spend editing and publishing each episode is way more costly than what you would pay them per episode. To my insanity alone, I'm sure. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, completely, completely. Okay. So there's one other piece I want to talk about here, which is your CTAs. It's great to have a podcast and it's great to have a Facebook group. And now, boy, Instagram is going to feel a lot like a community and that's all fine and dandy. But so often I, and I see it in myself, I get so focused on creating the content that I forget how important it is for people to receive explicit invitations. That example okay. I shared earlier of the person who d- who DM'd me to say, what is the hive and who is it for? Like, that's great. But in a way, that's terrible. Should she really have to ask that question? Like, shouldn't mm-hmm. I be better about clear CTAs into the hive? Right? So we could interpret that however we want. But I want to encourage you to get on a routine. So here's what that would look like. Every, and maybe you're already doing this, every sixth email you send to your list is an invitation to a sales call or to apply for the power group. Are you doing that? I had an evergreen going and I've kind of nixed that for, because I think my weekly emails are just better and more pertinent to where I am. So mm-hmm. I put them on a short nurture when they go through a right. quiz. And then at the end of that, I ask them to sign up or do an application call or look at this mm-hmm. thing. So I have been doing it in that way, but I haven't been doing it to my list because I only really announced my official coaching program like in the last month or two. So, mm-hmm. cause I've been beta testing it for about two years. So yeah. Right. yeah. So I haven't been doing that very consistently. So now that you feel ready, every sixth email is an invitation. Okay. And that doesn't mean that in other emails you can't seed it or even have like a little PS CTA, but Mm -hmm. every sixth email is not a nurture email. It is an invitation email. Okay. The commercials... For anyone who listens to my show, like this show is sponsored. This show is probably going to be sponsored by my quiz lead, Magna. I I am the sponsor of my own shows. So Mm -hmm. uh, every commercial is to a lead magnet or to apply for the hive, right? We've got like three different ones we rotate between. So be in the practice of having a soft CTA on everything you're putting out there and an explicit CTA in your emails every six weeks and once a week on social. 
Once a week. Okay. So softer CTA would be like, don't forget to follow me or, you know, go to my Facebook group. Yes. So I don't want to call it a hard CTA, but a more, a bigger ask would be, especially for your audience, would be come on a one-on-one call where you know I'm going to sell you something. We're going to move them up the awareness ladder a little bit higher before we put that pressure on them because they will Mm -hmm. feel it as pressure, right? So a soft CTA would be to follow your account, to to follow your podcast, to DM you with a question, even to save this post for later. I would also say that strategy we came up with for your Facebook group of cut and paste this link and share it with a friend, I would put that in the soft CTA category. Okay. It's not, it's some, just something that's not asking a lot from them. They don't have yes. to truly engage with me, but they <laughs> are doing something. Yes. Yeah. The effort it will take them is less than 60 seconds of work, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's three seconds of work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. Beautiful. So how clear do you feel on this podcast plan? Well, I like the idea of a podcast because I do have a lot of different topics. I mean, in my coaching portal, we have like nine modules and each of those Mm -hmm. have like five topics. So it's like, I don't think I'll run out of topics. Do you do guests sometimes? I mean, besides coaching people, probably on this one, you're actually just coaching us. But how would you go about doing guests if you want to? So our format is shifting. Up until recently, we've dropped a weekly episode where I'm coaching and then Mm -hmm. two bonus episodes on Thursdays featuring guests because that helps Mm -hmm. us with our reach. Mm -hmm. But now we're going to be shifting to three episodes a month where I'm coaching and one episode a month featuring a guest. Mm. we're not seeing those bonus episodes really having the impact that we thought. So we're going to instead use this platform to amplify coaches who serve or represent marginalized communities rather mm. than leaning into using the, the guest episodes to, to list build. Like it, it works a little, but not a lot to do for all of that extra work for the extra episodes. Sure. So for you, the strategy would be to bring in guests again to expand reach because ideas that they will also promote your show. Mm-hmm. But what I found with my podcast, this is a sales mechanism. It's experiential marketing. People feel a real connection with me and they either decide that they want more or they're clear that they don't. Right. Um, which is fine. Is <laughs> okay. Why don't we, and I'd love to hear from you. Let's just summarize what you feel the next steps are for you? Like, how are you going to take this conversation and apply it in your business come September? Yeah. Well, I'm going to spend the next few months really thinking about that in greater detail, but I think it comes down to putting really, I mean, the whole highlight is putting more of myself out there Yeah, where I feel like I'm hiding behind like information and quotes and stuff and people aren't getting to be able to know me as well personally, like behind the scenes or even what I value outside of these personal growth lessons. And I think it makes me less human (laughs) and that can't be easy now that I'm really thinking about the type of people who would follow me. That can't be easy for that type of person because Mm -hmm. like, I want to know who she is behind all these pretty marketing things, right? Like I want to be able, so really I'm going to do a lot of dreaming about how I can really figure out 
how to get me out there. But in the meantime, I can still be running my ads and just really considering how I'm going to engage on Instagram in a more personal way to put yeah. myself out there. But I feel I feel pretty good. This was a lot of really good information. And then a podcast. And then I guess one last question I might have is, what do you think about a membership? Because I used to do these new moon and full moon meditations and people really love them and they keep asking for them, but they're not a lot of work, but it's just like one more thing that I just don't want to keep doing for free and putting myself out there. So I was thinking if there was a membership where I did something for the full moon, did something for the new moon, and maybe there was like a monthly theme or something that had, I work a lot with visualizations and rituals and alignments. So if I could give them like one PDF with a video or something per month that would take them through whatever that theme was of the month Mm -hmm. with, then they would get sent the full moon and the new moon. But I just don't want to do them all live. I could do one live thing a month. I just don't want to do them all live because the full moon and the dang new moon, they're always moving. So I can't ever like schedule them on the calendar. Right. Right, right, right. It's not the second and fourth Tuesday of every month, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, here's what I can tell you. I had a membership in my last business, and I think that they can be an incredible way to create community. A big mistake a lot of coaches make with memberships is they set the membership up for you to now be on the content creation hamster wheel that never Mm. goes anywhere. And your members sort of feel like there's no rhyme or reason here. It's like a a choose your own adventure, a different topic every week. I can't tell if I'm moving forward or not. I can't, I'm using air quotes here, keep up Mm. and then they won't stay. So people join memberships because of the community. What if it was a membership with two like open coaching calls where people could opt into... Our hive yeah. calls, you, you know, you don't necessarily yeah. have to speak, but you might learn a lot just by being there. Yeah. So I think that's great. Stu McLaren talks about having essentially core content in your membership. So you mm-hmm. have a bunch of courses. You've got a bunch of courses. I have the, my core coaching content, I think, could be used for this too, because yeah. it's all there. It's just like I have all the Hive stuff doesn't mean that I don't need your support just because you've done a million videos and walked me through everything. (laughs) So in a lot of ways, the Hive is shaped like a membership. It's not a membership. It's a year-long mentorship program. But you could take one of these courses you mentioned that you already have, and that could become the core content inside of the membership. When I join, I have full access to that core content. I can use it however I choose. Mm-hmm. Monthly, you've got a one coaching call, right? Maybe two coaching calls a month where you're not, there's no prep. You're showing up and just doing what you do really well. And then mm-hmm. with the new moon and full moon piece, there could be just a message that you share on the new and the full moon. Or mm-hmm. if you have recordings of those new and full moon meditations you've done in the past, you could just drop those essentially on the mm-hmm. on those dates. And that's it. More stuff in your membership does not make it better. 
Yeah, I find that too, because then they feel overwhelmed and they're like, I have all this stuff and I only use 2%. Is it really worth this membership or whatever? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Look at the bigger picture for you. It would be the first stop is the quiz or the podcast. From there, I get on your list. Perhaps I also join the free Facebook group. That's where the free stuff stops. Okay. Then I have an opportunity to join the membership or slash and when a spot opens up and when I'm ready, I can move into a power group. Yep. That seems very clean. I like it so much. (laughs) What I'll clean up in August when I am doing all my cleanup and resetting. Yeah, that puts a smile on my face. Yeah. It's great too because with the membership – you can have a CTA with the membership all over the place. And then when a spot opens up for power groups, if you if you want to go more into a launch model or it just feels a little bit more prestigious or exclusive, it's nice to have those two options. So I love this. I love this too. And it's kind of what I was thinking. And I just feel so much better having your eyes on it so that we could really level out some of the fluff that I'm finding myself doing that I'm really burnt out of anyway. So (laughs) I'm really excited not to fluff. (laughs) I do want to say that if you have a membership as part of your business model, you cannot ignore top of funnel. You cannot ignore list building because a membership model, that's a high volume, lower price point model. Yeah. You got to constantly be hoarding those. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but this is great. We've got two really clear, three essentially platforms for list building, your quiz and your podcast and the Facebook group, which I think is clear and focused and enough. Yeah. And as I get clearer and clearer about my people and more, because I feel like that's just going to be forever, right? Is that what happens? Mm -hmm. It's forever that we just keep getting more dialed in. Because like I was saying, this one power group, I'm now dialed in that these are the women that I want. And now I can go back and even adjust the wording in the quiz and everything else to really Mm -hmm. get even more dialed in. So that's the other thing that I'm doing in the next two months as I clean up. I just want to make sure that the things that I have are as powerful as they could be. Yeah, that's great. So we didn't have a chance today to really talk about all of these moving parts, right? We started the conversation with this intention of making more money, bringing in a team member and streamlining the marketing so that half of your time is spent coaching. But I feel like we got started enough for you to now have something to work with as you're taking this time in July to vision. Do you agree? Okay. Yes. Yes. It feels much lighter and much clearer. So I appreciate that. That's awesome. I'm so happy. Thank you for coming on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. This is, I'm very excited and I hope that it was helpful to everyone else too, because I'm sure there's, even though mine's very specific, I'm sure there's lots of pieces here that other people Mm. might get from it. Yeah, I think so too. So for our listeners, just think about one takeaway that you that sparked you today and how you can apply it in your own business. And with that, let's sign off. I'll see everybody back here next week. Thanks, Christina. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things <laughs> to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. You can do that now, and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you, it'll be worth it. Okay, thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week.